We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Embarrassing, mind-numbing, absolutely earth-shattering. The Dallas Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. A lot more happened. Congrats (laughs) to the Packers pulling off this upset. But we got to start with one of the shocking results from Super Wild Card Weekend, Perloff. The fact that Dallas was completely outplayed on their home field. Well, we're going to play the blame game today. But I'm telling you, I have one group that needs to be blamed that I don't think other people are blaming. Okay, who? You, Maggie Gray, you, Pete Bellotti, you, EJ Stewart, you, the audience. We all hyped up this Dallas team, got the expectations sky high, and they got nervous because everyone thought they were going to win. They were, there was so much pressure in that building last night. They came out and choked from the opening kick on, and I, I think it was all the expectations on their back. Just weighed too much for them. That is the ultimate loser energy. Blame everyone else around you for the expectations. Earth to the Cowboys. You're the Cowboys. That's the expectation. You're the it's Cowboys. Not me, it's yeah, Jerry you lose Jones. in the playoffs. <laughs> it's, well, usually it's the second round. It's not wild card round where you are home. You're favored by a touchdown. You're facing the youngest team in the NFL. And your quarterback played terribly. Your wide receivers played terribly. Your defense played terribly. Your coach was outclassed. You were embarrassed in every single facet. And I want to play the blame game. I really do. But I think there's a sense of not deja vu for a Cowboy fan. Because I think this one actually cuts a little bit differently because... You weren't. You didn't lose to the better team in San Francisco, right? You, you didn't lose on the road in an embarrassing way. There was no drama around this leading up to the game. This isn't Tony Romo going to Cabo. There was nothing here. There was a your team fully healthy in your own building where you'd won 16 straight, and you are now left to pick up the pieces. And I think the the problem for the Packer fam is you can get rid of Mike McCarthy. Great, get rid of him. He was. Never really, like, favored, I don't think, by this fan base anyway. Yes, you're winning 12 games. The Cowboys didn't need help winning regular season games. They needed help winning playoff games. So get McCarthy out. That's fine. The problem is the Dak Prescott piece of this, which is you don't have another answer here. You're paying him a ton. You're going to give him a contract extension because you're literally paying him too much next year. He With $59 million, like the way they set up his contract – it's super punitive for, for, for next season, so you have to give him an extension. You've got nowhere to turn. Well, I don't think Dak is as big a problem as you do with a new coach. If you have Bill Belichick, he de-emphasizes the quarterback, makes it more of a team game. If you have Jim Harbaugh, he makes the quarterback better, gives everybody confidence. If you have Mike Vrabel, they're going to be a run team anyway. So I think you could – I understand what you're saying. They are stuck with Dak Prescott contractually, but – I mean, here's an option. Just have a different coach with Dak and try again. I know it's the best How you got. How many more coaches you want to do? But one thing about the expectation, I think Dallas is, you know, there was no drama. There was no Cabo. You're exactly right. But we should have probably been watching a little closer at the end of the season when they started to crumble. They went to Buffalo and didn't show up at all. Yep. But we all said, oh, it's cold. It doesn't matter. Then they lost to Miami, who we find out is a total fraud. 
And then they almost lost to Detroit, should have lost to Detroit. Yeah. So the wheels were maybe getting a little loose, and I think we all ignored the evidence. And I'll be honest, I was the first one who thought they were going to kill Green Bay because Green Bay's defense couldn't stop anybody all season long. And now all of a sudden, they look like Reggie White was on the team. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that maybe this Cowboys team, the expectations were too high because they are not that great a team. No, nope, I'm not backing off that. I mean, I'm you not really think they, off do that. you really think that they, this team, yes. They should have won this game. But if you actually look at it, if you pull back, Maggie, do you really think this was a Super Bowl team? Okay, well, let's, yes, but not just because I literally picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win it, but that's that's a, that's besides the point. We're not talking about them losing in the NFC Championship game to San Francisco. We're not talking about them losing the Super Bowl. We're talking about them losing a wild card game right. at home where they were favored. I don't think it was too much to have an expectation that they were going to beat this Packer team. That, to me, was not, oh, it's our fault. We put too much hype around the Cowboys. Well, we did. Absolutely not. We totally put too much hype around this team. In a macro way, but I'm talking about micro in this moment for this game. Not a shot. This was properly hyped for the Cowboys. Mm. This was looked at as, wow, easy. Not Nothing's easy in the NFL. And congrats to the Packers. I mean... We're going to unpack this from this their side of it, no pun intended. But we get a whole week to celebrate the Packers. We get another game for the Packers going to San Francisco now on Saturday night for the divisional round. Just unadulterated, just pain for <laughs> Cowboy fans. And it's because you know Dak now has to be in the label of choke artists. Biggest moments, he's disappearing. And again last night. Like, I want to put more blame on the defense, but Dak throwing two bad interceptions put the defense in a horrible spot. So the defense was oh, bad. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. The Dak no, oh. picks were not. The Packers got the game and got the ball at the beginning of the game and drove down. Nothing kills an opposing quarterback more than your run game. And they could not stop no, the run. Aaron Jones so was really the story they, of the there's game. There's just no Dak could have been perfect last night and they would have lost by three touchdowns. That defense just couldn't get okay. off the field because they couldn't stop Aaron Jones. Then in the second half, they just said, oh, screw it, we give up. They didn't even try to tackle anybody <laughs> on the backers. But this is to okay. put it all on Dak is, makes no sense okay. here. Well, though, yes, you spread the blame around when you lose 48-32, to 32, and that was a lot of window dressing at the very end. We know to make it look a little bit better. I mean, the Packers had pulled Jordan Love from the game for the backup and then had to put him back in when it got just a little bit snugger, but that was against backups. Okay, so you're right. Packers come down. They score on the opening drive. Okay, wow. Okay, Packers came to play. Young guys came to play. Second the second drive for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak throws the interception. The third drive, he takes a sack to take them out of field goal range. Cannot happen year eight. Cannot happen year eight for Dak Prescott. And the fourth drive, the pick six to Darnell Savage, he returns for 64 yards. It was 27-0. It was over. And, you know, first half for Dak Prescott, 87 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Woof. Just woof. Oh, man, to me, first of all, Dak's coming back, but the big problem was Dan Quinn last night. It, look at the drives. Uh, what was it, 80-yard drive and 90-yard drive all running? I mean, come on. This is 2024 in the NFL. Nobody can run like that, except <laughs> the Niners. It just didn't make any sense. Whatever. I know Aaron Jones is on a heater, four straight 100-yard game. Yeah. But the playoffs, you're gonna you're just going to get manhandled like that on defense? Oh, the defense folded. So if the defense had just played a normal game, then Dak could have time to settle that. And it wasn't really just Dak. It was CDs. For some reason, CD Lamb just... I have no idea what routes he was running and why he couldn't catch the ball in the first quarter. 
I, what what happened? CeeDee Lamb was the best receiver in the NFL this year, and he forgot how to play football. Yeah. So, to, to me, it was not just Dak Prescott at all. Listen, the wide receivers let him down. They could not get open. They were not winning 50-50 balls. The Green Bay Packers secondary was physical on them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, CeeDee Lamb didn't catch his first pass until, what, the two-minute warning of the first half? Like, two minutes left to go in the first half of the game, I believe. So, I mean... I, I think I can win with Dak Prescott. You oh, don't. Oh, no. I can win with Dak Prescott. I just Not need... Not again. Can't I, fall forward again. I need a run game, and I need a defense. I mean, honestly, how many times have people told us these Cowboys were going to run? Where was the run game last night? Oof, zero. Tony Pollard's looked slow all season long. So, I, I think I can win with Dak. I just need a different coach. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're like, I can win with Dak, I just need it to be led by a defense and a run game, then that's not a $50 million a year quarterback. Well, that's 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 your trying to game plan like around your quarterback and give me someone else if you're going to do that. Because Like I, who? Well, I, I don't, not Dak, because I don't need, if I'm going to do that and I'm going to do, I'm going to be try to be, uh, you know, great defense, which by the way, the Cowboys were a very good defense this year and it didn't mean Jack squad douche in this game. But you want to say, give me the defense, and we're going to be defense at a run game, then I can't have a quarterback taking up that much amount of my salary cap. I can't have a quarterback who's going to throw interceptions at the worst time. If I'm going to try to minimize the quarterback, then really have me minimize them and get into this game manager thing, which I know Dak has been accused of being a game manager. But really, like, don't put it all on his arm anymore, but then why am I paying him all this money? So, again, rocking a hard place here for the Cowboys, and I, and I feel for the fans because you got it last night crystal freaking clear. Dak Prescott is never going to win you a Super Bowl. And you can cycle in and out of coaches. You can keep going. Jason Garrett and mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy and bring in Belichick and bring in Jim Harbaugh. We could talk about this till the cows come home. You're not winning with Prescott. Yeah, I, I don't see it that way. Because Matthew Stafford, you were winning with him, and then he won. Jared Goff, nobody thought you could win anything with him. And, look, he's winning playoff games. This is not all on Dak at all. And Dak, listen, they had the number one offense in the league. They, they were the best offense this year. The The problem last night, the bigger, most glaring problem to yeah. me was that defense. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Stephon Gilmore, I'm sorry, you're you're done. Well. Uh, and then. <laughs> okay, he's like 35. So, Deron Bland, Mr. Defensive Player of the Year. No, that, he needs help, obviously. Uh, then he digs back there. But th there are some real problems. I, I think your first turn is coaching. And I don't even blame Mike McCarthy 100% because the pressure was so ridiculous on him that, that I mean, honestly. Perloff, you, you're giving him an out where no, he no, does but not you, deserve one. You, we all overrated this Dallas team. We just did. We, we thought this was a Super Bowl roster, and it just was not. And it is not. But you're going to have to try. You know, Jerry's a bit older. You're going to have to take some wild swings. I... I think there's one person who can fix this. I, I'll save it. But I, I think Jerry has to take some wild swings because it's not a Super Bowl roster. You really need the best coaching available. And Mike McCarthy, I think, did a good job this year. I, I'm not actually killing Mike McCarthy, but he's not the guy. He's not going to get you over the hump. I mean, how can you kill Mike McCarthy? He's won 12 games three years in a row. He's a good coach. I did not hire Mike McCarthy to win regular season games. Well, you didn't I, can, I can do that with some other dude. I didn't hire him for that. I hired him because... I thought he is a Super Bowl winning head coach and that he could help this team win a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, they didn't let him call plays the first two years, which I yeah. didn't really get, but whatever. But now, are you going to give him credit for what he did offensively this year? I mean... Not really. Not today, I'm not. No, <laughs> no, not today. Should we hear a little sound? Let's hear from the people who actually had an impact on this game on the field. Uh, let's hear first from Dak Prescott because... 
No, no. First, let's hear from Mike McCarthy. How about cut 13? He was asked if he's worried about his job after this embarrassing. I think this could lead to a coaching change. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're we're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms. It's that's hurting, and uh, that's you know I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. Yeah, what about the countless numbers of fans around the world who are also hurting after watching that slop? All right, here's Dak Prescott saying if Mike McCarthy is going to be on the hot seat, well, you got to point the finger at me too. He's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl, and and that that's the standard of the league, and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the thing. It's not about the regular season for the Cowboys. It's not because they don't give out trophies for twelve wins. They don't give out trophies for regular season stuff. And the Cowboys want the smoke, Perloff. They want all that. Star on the helmet, Jerry talking about Super Bowls all the time. But now when they lose, it's like, no, you were putting too many expectations on them. You that, were well, the first one. of all, I'm the only one saying that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't blame the audience for that. No, we got it in the chat a little bit too. And good morning, by the way. Do you see the that? But you have to understand, Maggie, yes. that star goes on the helmet. It's like Duke basketball, Notre Dame football. You know, everyone thinks that person is a superstar when in reality – they might not be that. Well, Duke actually wins every now and again. So yeah. maybe but we generally, use, generally, there is definitely mystique about that blue star. Uh, and I think that we overrate players. We've done it forever. I remember Leighton Vanderess came into the league and was all of a sudden Lawrence Taylor until we realized, oh, he's not that good. Actually, they missed him. But regardless, I, I just generally think that we think we hype up Dallas Cowboys. I think we overrate their their roster to some extent. And no, but, th- there's proof in the pudding that what have they ever won? But then you can't have it both ways. Are we hyping the roster or are they a 12-win team that's really good? They're a 12-win team. Because if you're just a bad roster that the media is propping up, then how do you win 12 games? I'm telling you that's not enough. I'm not saying a bad roster, but they, they certainly were not a favorite to come out of this NFC. They I mean, were a favorite in this game. They were favored in this Yeah, they blew it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Nobody's going to defend them on that. But I'm just saying... I do think part of this is unrealistic expectations in Dallas, as always. That is the that is the cornerstone. Forget America's team. This is the unrealistic expectation team. They won the division. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I I don't want to. I'm not going to be gaslit here by the people who say it's my fault for being disappointed mm. that the Cowboys lost. Impossible. Well, that's that's true. When you word it like that, <laughs> yes. <No>. <laughs> you say, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. This is not a me problem. This is not a fans problem. Que- this I mean, is not a media problem. I think that this begs is a Cowboys. I problem. think that begs a question: Have you ever watched a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> playoff game before? Like, what what did you expect? Of course. <laughs> I mean, I admit I thought they were going to kill the Packers, but about second quarter, in, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. Okay, this all makes sense. <laughs> oh, the universe is back in order. The Cowboys are post Jimmy Johnson or choking playoff okay. game. 
the, you have to admit, like, you can't be that shocked by what happened. I don't know if you tweeted this or if you just put it in our group chat, which was a 14 nothing. You're just like, panic time. <laughs> panic time. <laughs> and it felt like it. 7 nothing. I was cool. I'm like, would you stop firing Mike McCarthy at 7 nothing? Then 14 nothing when the Packers ran the ball again. I'm like, oh, this is. This is over. <laughs> it was. And yeah. it was over. We've got Jerry Jones sound for you. We've got a lot more to get to uh, from Super Wild Card Weekend. Not over, by the way. Not only do we have our Monday Night Football game, which is Perloff's Eagles against the Bucks, my Buffalo Bills yeah, suddenly are playing today, too, against the Steelers at 4.30 Eastern time. We're both on duty. I know. This is, I mean, how often do the Bills and the Eagles play a playoff game on the same day? I'm just so exhausted from yesterday's playoff. <laughs> and the Cowboys, wrapping your head around that disaster, I will admit. Yeah. And then we had a good game last night, and now we both have to play tonight? I mean, we are warriors, I Maggie. Know. The alarm went off at 3.30 a.m. My first thought was game day? <laughs> yeah, no. it doesn't feel like game day. I still day. feel cold from watching the Chiefs. Dolphins, I'm still freezing. 855, just from watching it. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we're doling out some blame here on that Cowboys loss. I think... Listen, a lot of places, you're picking the most blame because it can seriously go around. And I think that Cowboy fans have to be beside themselves because you know you're not winning with Dak, and now you got to pay him. So bring in another coach. Well, who cares? You're not going to win if, if the quarterback's throwing picks like that. It's killing you. 855-212-4CBS. We've got Jerry Sound. We've got our thoughts on who the next head coach of the Cowboys should be. But we want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Also, gloating Packer fans. You are welcome to get in on this conversation as well. 855-212-4227. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We are coming off a... 403-yard, three-touchdown performance by Dak Prescott. <laughs> Pretty darn good, Maggie. That's, a, that's one way to put it. By the way. <laughs> the the I will box g- score does not really tell the story. <laughs> not exactly. Uh, I I will uh, say one thing. I'm actually surprised he only threw two interceptions yesterday. Felt like more. Well, it just... They one were, bounced off they of were, the other guy. They yeah. were early, so... It, it there was a certain point in the game it looked like Dak was about to have nine interceptions like yeah. nothing was working in the first quarter and they did settle down as as down as you are in the Cowboys was there a moment where you thought okay maybe they're going to do a Jags Chargers thing because the Packers guy missed an extra point and then the Cowboys stormed down and finally scored they did settle down and look like themselves yes. there that was pure panic the first quarter that's what I saw in the Cowboys faces uh CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott fighting after this incredible season they had together. To me, that is pressure. That is not living up to the moment. I blame the head coach. So I understand Dak was not great. But to me, unfortunately, Mike McCarthy did not have them ready to play. No, it, I, I'm I'm blaming Dak a lot in this one because this is the game you cannot lose. You know, this is the game where after eight years and after more playoff disappointments than success, you were favorites. You were healthy. I mean, look around the league. You've got some people, look at the Browns. You know, they got blown out. They on their fourth quarterback. Like, you're lucky. You've got your offensive line, mostly. You've got every guy from training camp who was healthy, right? And so... But Dak wasn't going to win that game. The defense had no prayer against the Packers. I mean, there was not... They barely stopped the entire game. And if the Packers really wanted to turn on, they could have scored 70 points, Dolphin style. I know. I thought that. So you're asking me when I thought there was a chance that the Cowboys could come back. Yes, there was. It was right after halftime. 
Now, oh, yeah. they get the ball first. So they had scored right before the half. And, like, literally with two seconds left to go uh, in the first half, they finally get on the board, and it's 27-7. to They're getting the ball to start the third quarter. They'll go on a 12-play drive that ends in a field goal. Yeah, so kind of disappointing, but at least you're on the board. So it's 27-10. And what happens? Green Bay goes right down five plays later. They score. I was like, oh, good night. And I know that Dallas scored on the next drive, but then Green Bay scored on the next drive. Like, Green Bay was relentless. And even when the Packers were facing adversity, like a bad penalty or a drop or whatever, they just kept coming. Like, they had something else, you know, another left hook to give you. Uh, even after they got took a couple body blows. Yeah, usually when you have that big lead, you slow down, you run the ball, you try and kill the clock. I was shocked that Green Bay kept coming at him. Exactly like you described. You thought that, okay, the team with the lead is going to be very conservative here. Yeah. And then Jordan Love would just find a wide-open guy 30 yards downfield. Yeah, it's like a holding call. You want to put me in third and eight? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just going to find Romeo no. Dobbs for 40 yards. Yeah, it's shocking because Dan Coyne, the defense coordinator of the Cowboys, was his hot coaching candidate. Glazer still said he has four interviews lined up. Jay Glazer of Fox, that yeah. is. Still has four interviews lined up. What happened? How could How could this happen? That's the part I understand. Dak choking, I can understand that. The defense <laughs> falling apart like this. I mean, last year's loss, they lost to the Niners. It was a 19-12 to 12 game. Yep. At least the defense showed up. This complete no-show at home is, is baffling to me. So I, I put more of it on an overall team pressure thing. You put it also big time on Dak. And I think our disagreement, I think you can win with Dak with a different coach. No. I think you bring in a legend or you bring in uh, an up-and-coming legend, then I think you can win with him. Oh, man. I mean, I don't see it because, again, you're asking when we'll talk about coaching candidates, right? So you want to bring in, you know, a Bill Belichick. You, you know, want to bring in may, maybe Jim Harbaugh could help. Yes, but I want to bring in Jim Harbaugh. Say you bring in Belichick, who's now the odds on favor to become the next head coach, right? Okay. So you want to try to sort of minimize Dak. You really want the yeah. defense to be the thing. You want the run game to be the thing. I can't pay Dak $50 million then. And that's exactly what he's in line for. And you know Belichick wouldn't play like that, but he's not the GM of this team. He yeah. would be the coach and the coach only. That's why I'm not as excited about Belichick because, honestly, you could have uh, anybody. You could have Tom Brady in his prime and Bill Belichick would would try to control the offense and everything. Like He wants his quarterback to do exactly what he wants to do. So I don't think you need Dak with Bill. I think Jim Harbaugh could get the best out of Dak Prescott. Honestly, Jim gets guys fired up in a way that I think the Cowboys would not have been so panicky last night. I think they would have been confident. Mm. So to me, that's the guy that remember. So listen, they 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 hired Parcells right yep. in around the end of the nineteen nineties. That's the Bill Belichick hire, and he was good, but he didn't take them all the way. But well, nobody's Jim, been able to. Well, Jimmy so, Johnson did. Yeah. To me, Jim Harbaugh is the new Jimmy Johnson. A guy who's coming off college success and doesn't know any better. He's just going to get your team so fired up. So I feel like Harbaugh is the next Jimmy Johnson, whereas Bill Belichick is the next Bill Parcells, right. which will get you somewhere. But Harbaugh, he wanted a team in Michigan that could never win. I think Harbaugh is just such an inspirer in his weird, odd Jim Harbaugh way. Sure. That I think the Cowboys would not be a panic in the playoff team with him. So that's my hire, and I think he can actually win with Dak Prescott. I understand what you're saying. Listen, Dak has not been great. No. But Dak, during the regular season, has been great. And I think Dak, I think he's a bit underrated as a quarterback. Everyone was killing him. No one thought he was going to have an MVP-like season, and he had a great season. Okay, but the thing about Dak is 
the home road splits were always going to be there, right? Where the road games look pretty bad. The home games look great, which is why I thought they had a chance to win this game by two scores. Boy, was I wrong. They lost it by two scores. I also, I like Jim Harbaugh, and I'm on record, and I get to say it again because they didn't play the game yet. Win or lose tonight for Buffalo, I want Jim Harbaugh there Mm. because I've seen Jim Harbaugh do his best work with running quarterbacks. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, J.J. McCarthy is one of them, and obviously Colin Kaepernick being the other one. I I think that Josh Allen is more in the vein. Dak Prescott, the Packers would let Dak Prescott run as much as he wanted to last night. They know that's not what's killing him. No, I'm, I was only laughing because Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick are basically scouting the wild card round. They, they might have the choice <laughs> of Dallas, Buffalo, and Philadelphia. If Philadelphia loses tonight as well, guess who's going to get the first call? Bill Belichick. So it's really funny to me that uh, everyone has the same answer. <laughs> Losing the wild card, let's call a future Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, makes sense. 855-212-4CBS. Let's hear a little Jerry sound. Uh, Jerry Jones, that is. None other. Pounding his fist. In the owner's box, quite a show he put on last night. He says he this is the most disappointing playoff loss he can remember. This uh, uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team and uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for us. And it's as fresh on me right now as it is on anybody else. By the end of today's show, we will have the definitive list of the five most disappointing Dallas Cowboys playoff losses in the Jerry Jones era. Unfortunately, it's hard to come up with just five. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, yeah. you have honorable mentions. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, the fact that he said this is the most painful loss, and everyone's like, "Wait, you had some real, real heartbreakers yeah. in the past." <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that Jerry was buying the hype this year. I think Jerry thought. I, I do believe him. I think he thinks he had a Super Bowl team this year. Uh, yeah, you think? Jerry said he had no thoughts on coaching changes or personnel. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, And uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. Yeah. So for Jerry, I mean, listen, the intrigue grows around the Cowboys this offseason. He gets what he wants, which is going to be all this attention because you're going to go through now a coaching thing. And we're going to talk about Dak. And Jerry loves the attention. And that, to me, has always been more intoxicating to him than an actual Super Bowl would be. He likes to keep his team in the news. And with this awful loss, believe me, they're going to be in the news now. Um, Andrew Bogus is here. He's got headlines, et cetera. Good good morning, everybody. Uh, Those headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Can Mike McCarthy? (laughs) Sorry. Can we put McCarthy's resume on that? Uh, 
looking for a new career. <laughs> I hope he's listening because he probably needs to make a call or two. No, uh, LinkedIn. Super Wild Card Weekend wasn't too super or wild, at least in terms of drama, until last night in Detroit. A first half shootout shifting to a field goal battle in the second half with the the Lions. That is left standing. There's Goff back, looking, looking, throws. It is caught. I'm in Ross St. Brown. First down. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. Jared Goff delivers against his former team. Now all they have to do is take a knee three times, and this game will be over. Dan Miller on Lions Radio. Jared Goff's final completion, letting him and Detroit kneel out a 24-23 win over L.A. It was surreal. You know, it was it was something that you kind of imagined for so long. Um, it, from the moment I got here, you imagined getting that playoff win and, and having type of, this type of atmosphere in front of our home crowd. And, um being able to sit on the ball like that and, and finish it out. And, uh, yeah, it kind of all hit me there. Wow. Fiery Jared Goff there. Jeez, you just want a playoff game, dude. <laughs> Let's get some energy. Want to sign Hulk Hogan? What do you want from him? <laughs> I don't know. He's just the most laid-back guy in the history of the NFL. But one thing, uh, the give credit to the local broadcaster. They did the math right. Collinsworth and Tariko had no idea that they could kneel it out there. He's like, I don't think it's quite over, but it's looking bad. And weren't you, was anyone else scrambling to do the math there with the three kneel downs? Well, that and Burkhart and Greg Olson were all out of whack at the end of the first half of the Cowboy Packer game when Dallas was oh, yeah. driving and there was a penalty inside oh, yeah. the one. Yeah. Like the clock is stopped. This is an. I thought Olsen was calling it an untimed down at one point. Like, they were all out of swords with like what was going on in that situation. Oh, also, when there was a penalty on the two-point conversion, which what, what game was yes. that? That was Dallas, Dallas. And Packers. Yeah. Oh, they were – is that what you're talking about? Or no, no, that, no, no, no. They were the end of the first half when yeah. they yeah. end up scoring. Right. right. They actually ran two plays with six seconds left because it was CeeDee Lamb short of the goal line, but there was a holding call. Right. Right. With the two-point conversion where Dak tossed that little yeah. thing that worked, and they called two penalties. They called it illegal offensive lineman down the field and uh, a pick play. Uh, the announcers were stymied. They're like, "Well, oh, thank you for explaining what happens there." They didn't know that you moved the kickback, uh, <laughs> which I like. I like an honest announcer because the rules are so so complicated. Uh, so again, the Lions win twenty four twenty three. Goff just five incompletions, two hundred seventy seven yards and a TD against his former team. Matthew Stafford just as good in his return to Detroit, three hundred sixty seven yards and two scores. But it was his offense settling for two short field goals in the second half. They also burned two timeouts early in that half, preventing them from extending the game late. So the Lions hadn't had a home playoff game since ninety four. Now they're getting two in the same postseason. The first time in franchise history, they'll host the Eagles or the Bucks next Sunday afternoon. The Packers get to play in San Francisco. That's Saturday night after thumping those Cowboys in Dallas, 48-32. Those oh, shoot. Um, the most points the Cowboys have ever allowed in a postseason game. Dak Prescott and company also hadn't lost at home since week one of last season. From the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got beat. There's no other which way around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well, uh, and shock. And now we get to Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's head coach expected to interview with the Chargers this week. The Raiders apparently showing some interest as well, even though Antonio Pierce impressed as the interim coach. Vegas stud D-lineman Max Crosby certainly likes playing for AP, so he said this recently on his podcast. I'm going to have to, re, you know, consider everything. You know, I, I, honestly, nothing's off the table. Um, clearly, I've made it very, I made it loud and clear that I want to be a Raider for life. I want to be here. I want to win here. I want to retire here. Um, 
But I mean, if you go and start from scratch again, um, I mean, I, I, I got to consider everything. I mean, from everything, including a trade out of Vegas. Crosby has been mad since they hired Josh McDaniels instead of keeping interim coach Rich Basaccia. The last time they were in the same spot. I mean, this isn't helping anything if you're Max Crosby, because part of what he said (laughs) is he's like, all right, go with AP. And if it doesn't work, well, it doesn't work. It's like, yeah, if it doesn't work, you're also going to be asking for a trade. Mm. (laughs) So Mm. can't really go by what Max Crosby's thinking about in this instance. No. And I totally agree. And the Raiders, you get this feeling it won't work because not because of Antonio Pierce, not because of Max Crosby. Is this ownership group going to have a winner because it's been a long time. Well, maybe he's right. Maybe Max Crosby and Devontae Adams should have more of a say than Mark Davis at this point, right? He's shown that he really can't hire a coach, but at the same time, like you need a general manager, you need a coach, you need a quarterback. If, if you miss on any three of those hires, it doesn't matter. Max Crosby will be asking for a trade. It might be now, or it might be three years from now. Yeah. I mean, two years from now. That's another team. I go all in on Harbaugh because Harbaugh is like the full package. He'll give you the GM and the coach. He'll change everything. That I mean, talking about, and I like Antonio Pierce. He's big around here in New York. Yeah, there's just he's screwed if he goes there because they're going to win seven games. I'm sorry, I I got to start all over. You don't think a good quarterback finding a better right. quarterback? Well, with, I don't know where you, with Pierce. No, I don't think so. Well, I think their their ceiling is ten wins with a good quarterback there. Because not because of Pierce, I just think that team. Look at them. Last how many years since they've been really a contender? But if the Raiders are winning ten games a year, then Antonio Pierce is going to be safe as the Raiders head coach, and yeah, that would be, be that would be yeah, an upgrade. I mean, that's, on what they've but been I'm saying doing. that's a ceiling. I think with Jim Harbaugh, you just you sort of start over and say, "Hey, can we build a Super Bowl team?" I'm, unfortunately for Pierce. I mean, do you guys really, is anybody going to pick them for the Super Bowl next year with Antonio Pierce? No, but I wouldn't pick them if Jim Harbaugh was their head coach. Right. Yeah, but I would give, Harbaugh is going to come in and say, I'm going to change everything about this organization. You need a total organizational redo. As opposed to someone who was in the organization sort of continuing. Yeah. I, the biggest thing to be is quarterback. Like, what are you doing? Right. Where are you finding this? Mm. But this person, who is this person? Is this another Band-Aid retread person? Are you going to try to do make a move in the draft? And Antonio Pierce, I mean, I know he was quote-unquote in the organization, but it's not like McDaniels was a Raiders lifer. I mean, he just got there himself and got fired very quickly. Antonio Pierce never played for the Raiders, never worked for the Raiders. So I don't know if he necessarily can't bring that organizational change that you're talking about, Perloff. It's not like this is a guy that's been, you know, immersed in the Raider failures. In fact, it sounds like he came in and was a breath of brush of fresh air there. Yeah. Well, I would think, though, a guy like Harbaugh could have so much influence that whatever they've done on the personnel side for the last 10 years, you're going to do it totally different. Right. Har- that's the thing, and it's not against Antonio Pierce. It's more the GM side, too. Because you got you got to limit Mark Davis's ability to influence his team. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Mark Davis is trying to pick players, though. I don't think this is a Dan Snyder thing where he comes in off the yacht and tells them, hey, pick Dwayne Haskins, like, over whatever. I I don't think he's doing that. I think that he has too many voices in his ear. And I think, you know, our friend Amy Trask basically said as much. He's listening to everybody from Jim Gray, the sportscaster, to Mm. goodness knows who, you know, guys sitting next to him playing blackjack at the Bellagio. Yeah, that's a good reason to have Harbaugh. Harbaugh's not going to listen to anybody. He'll just do it his way. But does that work? Well, I mean, so if the owner, first of all, I don't, I don't know if I share your confidence in Harbaugh as the GM. And then if the owner is yeah. telling him to do things and he's like, nah, I'm good. Like, you yes, need to trust Mark it. Davis to actually shut up here. And I don't even know if he does that with Harbaugh. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, Tony Pierce, I think you're, uh, I don't know if you're playing devil. If he's the coach next year, are you picking the Raiders to do anything? 
No, because my problem remains Mark Davis. I don't trust Mark Davis to not right. be Mark Davis with anybody. Yeah. Uh, See, I think Mark Davis wants to go away. I, I think he doesn't mm. want to. I don't. Yeah. I, I think that he wants someone else. Like, you don't hire John Gruden if you really want to have your say in stuff. Like, because you know he's a huge personality. Yeah. I, there's just organizational dysfunction there. And yeah. I, I don't think. I think you really need a radical change. Honestly. Eesh. Gosh, it'd be good for a Raiders fan if they sold the team too. <laughs> He's just made the wrong choices. Bottom line, and and Antonio Pierce, I think, uh, had a culture there, and he was establishing something. And other teams think that too because they're interviewing him. So he's going to get a job somewhere else, regardless of what happens. A head coaching job, uh, either head coaching job or a defensive coordinator job. Yeah. Maybe. So he he's on the radar of, of other people. Other teams in the league have noticed. And I think when we talk about the ceiling for the Raiders next season, I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with Antonio Pierce. It has nothing to do with Mark Davis. It's Aiden, McCo- Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a quarter, it's, the it's a quarterback. It's, nobody thinks the team is any good. But we've seen, even with this crappy team, Antonio Pierce was able to win a little bit. Something that we saw, obviously, McDaniels wasn't able to do. So I think in terms of, like, I understand the horrible love, and he deserves it for a lot of reasons. For me, though, with Pierce, I just feel like if they get a great quarterback next year, I mean, yeah, maybe they can go to the playoffs. I don't know. They're picking 13th, so might be a little tough. What else we got, folks? Uh, we've got Arizona Wildcats head coach Jed Fish replacing Kalen DeBoer at Washington. It's a seven-year deal reportedly worth $7.75 million annually. DeBoer, meanwhile, losing some weapons in Tuscaloosa. Wideout Isaiah Bonds transferring to Texas. In 2025, high school wideout Jamie French Jr. decommitting from the Tide. Devin Booker scored 34, 23 from Bradley Beal, 21 for KD. Their sons, a 127-116 win in Portland. Victor Webanyama also losing this one with Scoot Henderson scoring a career-high 33 to further hurt Wemby's chances at Rookie <laughs> of the Year. And Coco Goff among the winners on day two at the Aussie Open. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. See you guys on the phones. You want to weigh in on what we saw Super Wild Card Weekend. Victory for some, but carnage for teams like the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. We're doling out blame here. Again, 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, we're back in moments. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. We were just in the break talking about we are sticking. Maggie and Perloff are sticking to their New Year's resolution. We are killing the gym. (laughs) Um, I blew out my elbow by doing one pull-up this weekend. No big deal. I uh, can't even lift a spoon to eat cereal anymore. Uh, Maggie apparently was doing some sort of, were you carrying a tire? Okay, you were pushing a big tire over and doing the ropes like I'm getting ready to, you know, check in for the Detroit Lions on defense. (laughs) And I I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to drive home. (laughs) I don't think I should operate a car. I'm so tired. 855-212-4CBS. Let's hit the phones after Super Wild Card Weekend. Clearly disappointment in 
Dallas, but that means major celebration going on in Wisconsin. Denny is there, wants to talk about the Packers. Denny, congratulations to your pack. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love your show. You guys all compliment each other really great. Um, but I got to give something to Perloff today. How can you say, I mean, he's as bad as Olsen and Burkhart were broadcasting. I mean, they dominated Dallas in every aspect mm-hmm. of the game they could. 27-7 to at halftime. The score didn't even reflect uh, how bad it was. And they also took the ball in the kickoff, which teams usually defer till the second half, to, to make a statement. Yeah. Um, I was just as kind of in awe as you guys were. And Joe Barry has prevent to win defense, you know, actually played pretty decent. And our receivers, Dallas was so mixed up, they didn't know what was going on. It's true. Uh, yeah. Wait, what's the problem with were, Perloff? He's, he's been I, saying that. Am I not giving enough credit to the Packers in your opinion? I, I just thought, yeah, I think oh. uh, yeah. for the youngest team in the NFL, you know, and I mean, I didn't give any credit to Love. I didn't think he was going to make it as a starting quarterback. Yep. And oh. he has just amazed me. Okay, uh, Denny, I was all in on Jordan Love in the offseason. Then he started off. Remember, this Packers team was bad the first half of the year. They, they remember were they, horrible. They yep. could only get to a field goal by the first half. But I'll tell you uh, one thing. I was shocked. I lost a bet against the Panthers uh, three weeks ago. They let up 30 points to the Panthers. I had no idea the defense was going to be as good as it was yesterday. That shocked me. They were physical. And you know, and yeah. you know what, though, guys? Yeah. Uh, I, I had the same thing. I had the Joe Barry prevent not to win defense, you yeah. know? <laughs> I don't know how he can do it, you know? You know I mean, they did secondary it Secondary showed pulled. up. And, and, the, yeah. and the pass rush, but the secondary showed up, and they were so physical, I thought, Denny. And congratulations to your Packers and hope to be hearing from you again. You know, they're so physical. I think it kind of threw Dallas off a little bit. And that was the thing. Like, Dallas had, at times has gotten criticized for not being a tough team. And then Dan Quinn gets a hold of the defense. And it's like, all right, well, I guess these guys are tough. And then mm. last night, I don't know, the offense, the, I, if you're a wide receiver for Dallas, I mean, listen, you just got to be sick. We said they were a receiver short. Yes. It was evident yesterday. So Jerry Jones, the general manager, should take a lot of heat. Yep. Obviously, Mike McCarthy, you couldn't even get the ball really to CeeDee Lamb in a meaningful way until it felt like it was too late. Um, uh, Lamb looked nervous to yeah. start the game, which is strange. Or something. I don't uh, know. It even got to the point McCarthy had to come and talk to CeeDee Lamb on the bench. Uh, I don't think he chewed him out because that's not their relationship, but there was something going on there. You're right. They need a number. They need a strong number two receiver, like a step. I hate to say it, like, Pay up for a Stephon Diggs or somebody. You need a compliment to CD. That's why Dak threw that second interception because he was trying to get CD involved and they and forced it. <laughs> so that's it's a bigger picture than just Dak to me. Uh, let's go to Rashawn is in Dallas. Hey, Rashawn, how are you? Hey, how you doing this morning, man? Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Tell us what the vibe is like in Dallas today. I imagine it's got to feel like a funeral. Yes, it was like a funeral, man. Just unbelievable. Like, first of all, I'm at the airport because I'm, I'm I'm from Baltimore. I flew out this weekend. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the bad, Ravens are so. still in it if you're looking for another team. <laughs> yes, yes. The Ravens are still in it. So hopefully they won't disappoint next week for whoever they play, man. But um, this Cowboys team, man, like, I, nobody expected this yesterday at all, man. Like, it's just – you don't know who put the point to blame, man. I mean, I know Dak had the two interceptions, but this defense, too, man, just couldn't make a stop at all. Yep. 
And wait, um, so were you one of the fans that left? No, no way. I, I stayed. Nah, I paid too much money to leave. <laughs> I flew out here, flight tickets and hotels, rental cars. Nah, nah, I stayed to the end. And, um, you know, I just chatted it up with the Packers fans and congratulated them, man, because they didn't really think they had a chance either, you know, the ones that came. Wow. But, um, Rashawn, you're, moving... you're a classy guy because I think a lot of people in your position wouldn't have been that mm-hmm. nice to the mm-hmm. Packer fans and also probably would have been headed to the bar or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you got the Packers fans are nice. They're not like Eagles fans, though. You know, they wasn't goat and they wasn't in nobody's face. It wasn't no fights I seen. The only fights I seen was between Cowboy fans, believe it or not, at the stadium. Yeah. So um, it. it's just, man, sad. And moving forward, I think, um, I, don't, I don't know if Dak is the answer. You know, I know he's due $60 million next year. So I don't know if they're going to extend him to try to save some money or just let him play out with his contract. Um, and, and and Mike McCarthy has to be gone. Like I, I hope I hope Jerry don't keep him around. But we've seen in the past, you know, he kept Jason mm-hmm. Garrett around for all them seasons, going eight and eight. So uh, I just don't know what the answer is now. You know, but Rashawn, Jerry make the right decision. They're looking for answers. And thank you so yeah. much for the phone call and safe travels back to Baltimore. I, Jerry uh, McCarthy is under contract, as Jerry pointed out earlier this season. So. Maybe for there's one more year. Yeah, I know. I mean, maybe maybe there's a puncher's chance that he comes back. I think it's it looks bad. If they bring Mike McCarthy back, it will prove one of my long held theories about Jerry Jones that he doesn't care about winning. Really? Yeah, I it, and it's one of my long held disagreements with you because <laughs> I do not buy. He looked crushed last night. You know what? This creates more intrigue for the Cowboys this offseason. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's the most powerful owner. If he doesn't do something here, it means he's fine with just good enough. He just wants to win headlines, not Super Bowls. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.